Welcome to the Surrendering in Motherhood podcast. I'm Carly. And I'm Olivia. Each week, you'll hear real conversations between two moms disrupting society's lies about motherhood and children. We'll be sharing personal experiences that will hopefully leave you feeling empowered about the honor that it is to raise children. We don't have it all figured out, and that's okay. Our goal is to help encourage mothers to stand firm and mother with conviction. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Surrendering and Motherhood podcast. Welcome back, y'all. So tonight we are going to be talking about obedience. And Carly has a few different um, pieces of scripture that she wanted to read as our words of the week to really lead into it. So before I read this, I just want to say that we didn't post last week. We took a break, obviously. And that is because Olivia drove across the country to be here for me and my family while we moved into the house that we just bought. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Literally the first time in my entire life I've actually been surprised about something because the way my intuition is set up, I it's almost impossible to surprise me with anything. And so we were together and we did not record, which yes. sounds so silly and so crazy. And honestly, we were just being. I was going to say that. Which is exactly what we talk about all of the time. And so we talk about just being. We talk about the importance of rest. And so we were together and we were just being. And it was exactly what we needed at the time. Yeah, it was It was so amazing. And... I am so incredibly thankful to have Olivia as my best friend. And if you don't have friends that will drive across the country <laughs> to be with you, reevaluate your friendships. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind of. Um, Real friends. More than just driving across the country, which obviously is a huge deal. More than that. Um, get you some friends who you feel safe with that are real friendships and who love you and can be there for you and all of the things that we talk about all the time. That's the kind of stuff in friendships. I don't think I could drive across the country with all of my <laughs> children. So I said that and I was like, wait, I think she's a better friend than me. No. <laughs> so... I'm not saying that's what makes you a great friend, but I'm just saying it's uh, it's one of the things that makes you a great friend. <laughs> it's a huge deal. Real friendship hits different. Real would... friendship hits different. Amen. It really does. Well, that needs to be a shirt, too, that we make. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would so... do it sometimes again, too. So I just I just wanted to start the episode by saying that thanks for being patient with us. Yeah, being patient and while just, we were being. Yep, we were just being. And so let's uh, dive into obedience 
which we have wanted to talk about this for a while now. And since we didn't record last week, I feel like it's just like piled on top of each other that we've like probably our conversations. We have spoken hours of podcast material about this by now. Without question. Yeah. We've actually, we've touched on obedience. I think we have, you and I had said this before we started recording. We've touched on obedience in the past, but we've never actually dedicated an, an entire episode to it. Yeah. And because of things that have happened in Carly's life and the things that have happened in my life, we just really felt like it was important to talk about in yeah. our lives as adults, as women, as mothers, and why it's important to have these conversations, especially for our kids too. For sure. Okay, so the words of the week, I'm going to read a few scriptures. So I'm going to read from Matthew 14 and Luke 5. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him on the other side when he dismissed the crowds. After dismissing the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Well into the night, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from the land, battered by the waves, because the wind was against them. Jesus came towards them, walking on the sea, very early in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, Have courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught a hold of him and said to him, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? That was um, from Matthew 14. And here is Luke 5. He saw two boats on the edge of the lake. The fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, which belonged to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the land. Then he sat down and he was teaching to the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Master, Simon replied, We've worked hard all night long and caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets. When they did, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets began to tear. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They began they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Well, if that doesn't tell you a little bit about obedience, I don't know what does. Yeah. So what I love about those two instances was the term do not be afraid do you know that's the most um repeated phrase in the bible i think it's 365 times pretty sure and 
I think just between what's been going on in my life personally and your life personally, there have been some big things happening and it has required some serious obedience and serious faith. And so I honestly, I think this has kind of been something that I have been learning and thinking about for the last like year or 18 months. And it's something that really God is working in my heart and in my mind and just in my real life. And I think what we want to talk about, well, one of the things is how we're kind of changing the script of what obedience actually is. Because I think and I don't want to speak for you, but when I was a child and looking back as on my childhood, I think, and not even just my childhood, even on into my adult years, the way that I have, I viewed obedience was from the lens of really a place of being unsafe. Yes. Yes. And so how I'm trying to change that because straight up radical obedience has changed my life wholeheartedly and the more that i have grown in my faith and grown in my relationship with god i just it's been a pro- it's not just like snap your fingers okay i got big faith energy okay i'm perfectly obedient it's it's not that it's been this process and pruning of God truly helping me understand that he is obedience is good because he is good. Yes. Obedience is safe because he is safe. And so I'm thinking about not only me being obedient to God. I'm thinking about how that translates to how I'm showing my children that and also presenting that in my house. Like I, I need to be a good steward of my children's obedience so that they know what obedience actually means. Yes. And I think that there is a huge misunderstanding, excuse me, about what obedience actually is, particularly when it comes to our children as well. And you and I have talked at length about this, about how our children see what we're doing. They see how we're acting and it's our responsibility to be modeling these things for our children. If we, if we are expecting our children to do these things, then we need to expect ourselves to actually be doing those things because otherwise that's very confusing to our children. And it's, it's, again, it's a beautiful opportunity to show them without even saying anything. Like, obviously you can have conversations about it, but them witnessing you being obedient to God and bringing God into your home, into your daily conversations and to your daily routines that shows them so much. And then it's not something to be afraid of or scared of or scared into obedience. It is, I see my mom doing this. I see my dad doing this. I see my parents doing this together. And I see all of these beautiful things happening. 
I, I would like to do that also. I, I want to grow up and do these things because I can see the fruit of what happens when you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, honestly, obedience in a healthy, long-term and beneficial way is the fruit of an established, safe and loving and knowing relationship. And so I think when I've, when I've been thinking about this and just how obviously our children are to obey us. Yes. And so I think there's so many parenting things about, I think old school is like, you do what I say because I said so, period. Okay, obviously that doesn't work. Because being scared into obedience is, it's not it. It's not a long-term beneficial thing for our children. And it doesn't translate to them being an, a healthy adult. It doesn't help them understand it at all. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about, I mean, truly just being a good steward of like, okay, this is kind of one of those like habit forming things. So I need to have my children know that they are safe with me. Yes. So where I lead them, they should follow. Yes. And it's not because I'm older than you, bigger than you, stronger than you. It's because I love you more than I can even put into words. So what I am saying, I need you to listen to what I'm saying. When I tell you to do something, I need you to obey me. Because if our children don't learn how to obey us, how are they going to learn how to obey God? So if I'm not modeling a healthy version of what obedience actually means, it's not going to translate to them as an adult. Right. And that's why the whole old school parenting that's like, this is what you do. You do it when I say it. And just because I said it is the reason you do it. Obviously, it depends on how old your children are being able to have a conversation about this is why this matters. And I am, I am your mother and I care so much about you. And I love you so much. Like you just said, I can't even put into words how much and God loves you. Mm -hmm. My responsibility as your mom to make sure that you know that and to help you understand why these things matter. And it depends on their age and the develop developmentally where they're at. We can't just leave our kids in the dark. <laughs> we yeah. have to be good stewards to ourselves in our home as mothers, as wives, as just be that example for your kids. Yeah. Because you want it to be something that they see and they aspire after, not something that they're terrified of and don't understand at all. Because that's not helpful to anybody. It's yeah. not going to translate well as they grow. Yeah. I want my children to know what it means to trust God. Yes. And honestly, 
our children can trust God more than they can trust us because we're human beings and we're going to fail them. Unlike God, God cannot fail. God cannot lie. Everything God says is true. His promises are never void. When God says it, it is so. And so, I mean, I've been having some serious conversations with my children about this whole process of what we've been going through. And I, it feels, I mean, we've been joking about like saying big faith energy. That's, that's what it is. Straight up. And it's, and I am so thankful that I am at a place in my life that it's not pretend. I'm not like, Oh, I, I, uh, I'm saying I have faith. I'm saying I'll be obedient. No, I am at a place in my life that when God says to do something, I will do it right away. Period. And not only am I going to do it, I'm going to have a good attitude and I'm going to trust that he is taking care of all the details. And I'm going to know that I can talk to God about anything, any type of feelings. He's not surprised that we feel scared or upset or sad or any of these things. When we're like, God, I don't know the details. I'm scared. He's like, okay, I just need you to take one step. Just one. One step. And then we're going to sit here and I'm going to show you that it's going to be all right. And then we're going to take another step and we're going to sit here. And you're not going to complain and you're not going to be negative and you're, you're going to have a good attitude and you're going to be intentional. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to take another step because I love the sermon a couple weeks ago. My pastor was talking about how all that God has for us isn't going to be in the shallow end. And so at some point, we can accept a shallow end life. Or we can be willing to go deeper. But to do that, we got to break down and push through a lot of stuff. And that's another thing is letting go of that scarcity mindset that will keep you in the shallow end. Because when things don't go like you thought, or this happens, or you lose this money, or this circumstance happened, or it wasn't like you thought it was going to be, or, you know, just life stuff happens. Then something happens, you know, God provides as he does. And then we have a tendency to hold it so tightly that we cannot let it go. And that is where I'm like, Carly, I am, I never want to hold on to anything so tightly that I cannot let it go if God says, let it go. And I think that 
I feel like everything that's happened over this, this last year, these last 18 months, we've been talking about surrendering, fully surrendering and fully surrendering means becoming comfortable with letting go. Mm-hmm. We don't have control over everything. It's just, it's not reality to think that we have control over everything. Yeah. God has his plan for us. And the more that we let go, the more we make room for what he has planned for us. Because if you're holding on to dear life, poor dear life to these things, just these things that God is tapping you on the shoulder and saying, hey, let go. Hey, you don't even know what's to come. When you let go and truly let go and continuously let go and like we've said on the podcast, I think we've said it, you don't have to worry. You don't have to hurry. When you actually embody that and believe that and have that big faith energy, that's when God sees that and goes, okay, you're ready. Okay. You took this one step. Okay. This, this, here's a setback in air quotes. Do you still have that big faith energy? Okay, you do? Okay, let's go. Yes. Here's another one and another one. Yes. And it is honestly so cool to witness it happen. It's been one of the coolest things for me to see that within your life and what's going on in your life. And when you have that big faith, that big faith energy, and other people see it, they might think you're crazy. That's fine. That's fine. That is totally okay. (gasps) And at the same time, you can't let that thought in your mind impact you from actually having that faith, that your beliefs and letting go and surrendering. Yeah. You know? Why would we think that God would trust us with more or something different if we are not stopping where we are at and being a good steward of everything that he has already provided right now, being today, great. yes, right this minute. Yes. Why, why would we think that that would be a thing? And that's, that's why this conversation and actually modeling obedience within our home is so important. Because if our kids, if, if our kids hear us talking about having big faith and then they don't see us actually having big faith, like we said before, that's very confusing. Very. Very confusing. Because if you're sitting there having these real deep conversations with your family and your kids and then you're not actually doing the things that you're talking about, how, how are they going to actually learn what obedience means? How are they going to trust in, in, in God and his plan Yeah, if they witness you not actually having that energy to do so? Yeah. Well, I think it was Tim Ross that said, if you can't do it brave, do it scared. Yes. <laughs> and I know we were just talking about what a big deal it is. You know, in the Bible, it says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And at the same time, if we are feeling afraid, we can talk to God about it. Let God 
be God. It is our job to be faithful and to be obedient. It is God's job to be God. And just having that perspective of like, oh, wait, I'm not the boss of the universe. And I literally have a relationship with the boss of the universe. So if I am scared, if I am unsure, if I am sad or mad or whatever I'm feeling, God can handle whatever we bring to him. Yes. That is the good news. Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's, and you can feel scared and also know that you need to take that next step. Yeah. Because if this is new territory for you, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel scary. Yes. And it is again, a, a, a big mindset and faith belief. Yes. That you need to shift. Well, I think I told you it's it's like exercising a muscle. Yes, exactly. Like it, it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be comfortable. It's not supposed to be this like, oh, I f- I'm flipping some switch and oh, I have all the faith and I have all the, you know, I'm I'm perfectly out. obedient and I I'm not scared at all and I can, you know, no. No. I can sit here and say that faith and true obedience is the recipe for freedom. I have never felt so free in my entire life. I don't have the weight of the world on me. None of us need to have the weight of the world on us. We're not meant to be God. We're meant to be human. God made us purposefully as who we are. Our part is our part. His part is his part. This is the first time in my entire life that I am not running from anything and I am not chasing anything except for exactly what God wants for me and my family. And it is the most terrifyingly free feeling. I can't even put into words what it feels like. It makes no earthly sense. (laughs) It makes no earthly sense. I, I can't explain it except for the... I just, a 10 out of 10 recommend... That's it. Highly recommend having big faith energy. <laughs> well, and I think it. I want to reiterate, like, I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, everything in life will just be great if you just have all the faith and you are all the obedient all the time. No, that is, that's not what we're saying at all. No, not even close. And we're just saying we just want to open up this conversation about just how obedience works how we want to think about obedience how we want to model obedience how we want to teach our children about obedience and how obedience to god changes the whole game the whole game it changes everything and the thing that gets me is 
how much God cares about the details. And I have said it once and I will say it a million times. I never want to get over the fact that even in my life, thinking back when I wasn't really walking out of like a relationship faith, God was providing and he was protecting and he was doing everything that God does and will always do forever and ever. Amen. Even when I didn't recognize it. Even when we didn't see it. So now that I do recognize it all day long for all the days of my life, I want to be thanking God for taking care of every single thing that has been laid in front of me. And that was one of the things I was thinking about when you were saying earlier, just when we're not fully surrendering and when we don't have a deep, real connection with God, a deep, real relationship where we're talking to God and praying and bringing him into our lives and bringing him into our homes. And we're not, in a sense, we're just not connected in any way. And so we don't see all of the things that have already been provided for us. Mm -hmm. And when you actually do really foster your relationship with God and surrender and become a good steward of your life and your body and your home and all of the things, when you sit back and actually look at what he has provided you with, it is so overwhelming. And it's brought me to tears. I don't even know how many times just looking back and being like, I didn't even have faith. I, I fell out of my faith at that time because things were hard because yeah. things felt hard because I was angry, whatever it is. And he was still there picking up the pieces. Yeah. It's. I keep thinking about that song. I can't think of the title of it, but we've been saying it. It, oh, the one that you've been it saying. changes what we see and what we seek. Yes. Um, what is that song? I'm going to look because I get it. It's such a good one. Is it Spirit of the Living God? Yes, I think so. That's what it's, it says. It, it changes what we see and what we seek. And what and the other song we were talking about. Or no, it's I Speak Jesus. Isn't it that one? Oh, is it that one? I don't Both know. of those songs are so good. <laughs> and uh, Won't He Do It? And, oh, yes. <laughs> and Make Room. <laughs> Just in case you guys are wondering what we're listening to. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we can share them in the show notes for you. Yes. It it just I I think both of us have experienced such a mindset shift that we're both like I never want to get over this I never want to I never want to get comfortable or take it for granted how much God He just cares about us so deeply 
and everything that happens. And the thing is, is like when we're talking about serious things like being obedient, having crazy faith, you want to talk about spiritual attack? The past uh, about six weeks, the devil's been trying to get me to act a fool. And guess what? I have not. I, you said no. And I will not. I am just, I am at a place where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to tell the devil exactly where he can go. And I, I am all done thinking, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm just. It's one thing that you have said to me. And I think that we are, we've both talked about at this point. is just that in the past, we were not aware of spiritual attacks until after the fact. Mm -hmm. And now we see them in the moment Mm-hmm. And we say, not today. Not going to happen. No. Get out. Mm-hmm. You are not welcome here. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And it's, it's a process to get to that point. And it has to do with everything we're talking about. Having big faith, talking to God, praying to God, all of the things. And we're never immune. That's why this is an, a, a relationship. This is a process. This is a, a journey. Exercise. Yes. And some and sometimes we'll be doing great with it, and sometimes we won't be doing so great with it. We're not. Perfect. The good news is is that God doesn't move. Right. And He can handle where we're at, no matter what that is. He sees where we're at at all times. Yeah. And He can meet us there. And he wants to meet us where we are. Every single person. It makes me think of that. Um, I think it was one of the very first songs that you sent me. Defender. That song will make me cry immediately. Yes. Every time. Because in that song, she specifically says... He's basically, he's always been there. He's picked up all the pieces and it makes me cry when I listen to it too. And basically like, even when you didn't have faith, lost your faith, whatever it was, he was always there to put you back together, to help you figure it out. Yeah. Honestly, I remember specifically just because I, I love music and I relate it so deeply to certain times in my life. Listening to that song at a certain point in my life, that is exactly when I started to understand how God truly loves me. And I actually started to understand the true attributes of who God is and how he cares about me. And that was, that was the start. You know, I talked about at the beginning, this has been a whole like 18 month ish process of me, like unlearning, relearning, trying to figure out we're stripping idols. We're getting back to the basics. We're, we're doing the thing. We're doing it like all in. We're going to the deep end and we're not looking back. There's no floaties. 
out here in the deep end. There's no floaties. Nope. You're out here. Um, I think that understanding the way that God loves us, that song, the lyrics of that song, when I think about the way that I want my children to know that I love them, that is who I want to be for them. I want them to know that here on this earth, I am the defender of their hearts. And no matter where they go, and no matter what happens, and no matter how broken they feel at some times, or no matter, no matter what, they, they can come to me and I can point them to God who they can always go to and they can always run to. And that's who I want to be. And, and it's all, it's not even about me. It's about pointing them to God because they are safe with us because they're safe with God. They can trust us because they can trust God. We can love them because God loves us so much beyond our comprehension. That's why we care so deeply about the way we raise our children. Because we're learning this within ourselves. Because kids don't do what we say, they do what we do. They become who we are. So that you and I have these deep conversations every single day. Because we have to be able to tell our kids this stuff. And not just tell them, we have to show them. We have to help them. Yeah, I mean, I'm over here getting all emotional and and just listening to you say that. It's like everything that we were talking about before we started recording tonight about feeling safe and feeling heard and feeling loved and feeling understood. Those are all pieces of our relationships and pieces of how we want our children to know obedience. It's not just scaring them into it. It's not just you do what I say. It's watch what I'm doing. Watch what I'm doing because this, this matters. And I mean, the things that we talk about, all of these things matter so deeply and it's so individualized to the, to the child and the family. And it's our responsibility as mothers for our children to see us walk the walk, not just talk about it, actually walk it and know that they are safe with us. Like you said, because they're safe with him. Yeah. And even though they can't see him here on earth, they can still know him. Yeah. That was so powerful, everything you just said. I, um, it, it overwhelms me. It really does. There's been so many times that you and I have been talking about this and we're just like, we both just start crying because we're like, I'm so overwhelmed <laughs> and we never want to get over it. I I, don't, I think we say it pretty often, at least once a week. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it's just, 
when you really have that big faith and you really let go and you really surrender and you really are being a good steward and being obedient, it changes everything. Yeah. Everything. And there's literally no other way to say it. And when you see people in your lives who have God in their lives and godly relationships and care about God and care about and have godly friendships, everything is drastically different. Changes everything. In the best way. Yep. And that, that overwhelms me a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, I think we've gone in quite a few directions about obedience tonight. Yeah. I'm actually, we weren't really sure where this conversation was going to (laughs) go. And I really like the direction that it went in. Yeah. I think one last thing that I just want to say, because we often talk about the extremes of like, parenting and trying to find that middle ground we talked about like back in the day parenting about obedience like do what i say because i said so right now all done period yeah and i think because of that people in our generation it has swung to more of a permissive permissive parenting say that earlier and i've just been thinking about because back in the day, like that was not a true definition of what healthy obedience is like unhealthy, unhealthy and unsafe. Those are not what the definition of obedience actually is. Not even close. And I think that the devil would love to take a generation of children who were raised by parents who misunderstood for whatever reason, what obedience was and skewed the idea and then unintentionally make this wave of permissive parenting. I think the devil would love that. And so we rebuke that. No, thank you. And we're going to take it back to what God says is true and how he loves us and how, and being a good steward of what obedience actually means. Yes. I'm glad that's you said- what we're bringing it back to. I'm glad you said that because I do think that that's a really, really important piece, especially when we're talking about, and you and I spend so much time talking about the way we raise our children, the way we speak to our children. There definitely is a huge, there's a huge difference between respecting your children and caring about how they feel and letting them get away with everything and letting them constantly tell you no when you're the parent. There's a huge, huge difference. And yeah. I mean, I think we, we see that in generations now of, of children who are not responded to, who are not respected, who are not provided comfort when they need it and who are never told no. We see yeah. that. It, yeah. it's, it's alive and well. And so that's why conversations like this one is, are so important. Yeah. And it's so important to recognize all of the layers, like we say every single time. Yes. And it's different for everyone. And we totally understand that. We're not telling you exactly what you should do, exactly how to parent. It's based on you. It's based on your family dynamic. It's based on your kids. Yeah. It's just just how, like when we're helping our children with this, I think one of the most important components of this is like, 
we cannot just wait until we feel ready. Yes. To obey. Right. And so we just need to help our children with that because we need help with that. Yeah. We can't just be like, hey, God, you know, I I know you told me to do this, but I'm going to wait until I feel like I can handle it. No. God's like, I'm going to need you to do it right now. I'm going to need you. Right now. And you don't have to have it all figured out. And that's okay. Yes. And so we need to help our children with that. Yes. Oh, man. Well, we would love to hear your thoughts. Yes. What obedient, what you, what you grew up, how you grew up defining obedience, how you, you view it before listening to this episode, yeah. how you view yeah. it now. <laughs> We'd yeah. really love to hear what you think about it. Yeah. We really want to help flip the script of what obedience has meant in past generations. And we're flipping the script to what God said, it, what God said and says it is. Flipping the script on a lot of things. Yep. Buckle up, guys. <laughs> yep. All right. I think I covered. we covered all the things we wanted to talk about. Yep. I think so, too. All right, guys. We will be back next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.